I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey, y'all, we're back. I was talking to my stepson, well, he's one of my adopted sons, unofficially, of course, but we're the Florida parents, so. Anyway, he lives up in Montana, and they, uh, we're out with his son, Ellum, so Mike and Ellum went up, uh, came across the Shiloh Rifle Manufacturing Company while they were out on a ride, and, uh, he said it was an interesting looking place, and I've since uh, sent me some pictures, and I thought that I'd put that on my bucket list. But anyway, he said it was pretty cool looking up there, so he said. So anyway, the Shiloh Manufa- Rifle Manufacturing Company is a firearms manufacturer located in Big Timmer, Timber, Montana. And uh, they produce a line of reproductions of various historical black powder rifles, including the legendary 1874 Sharps that was featured in the 1990 uh, film Quickly Down Under with Tom Selleck. Now, Shiloh uh, Sharps rifle began production in 1983. Previously, it was the Sharps rifle reproductions were manufactured by Shiloh Products Incorporated, founded by Len Moulet. Now, the uh, of Garfield, New Jersey, and in partnership with Wolfgang Drudge, who owned Drovel Tool Company in Farmingdale, New York. Now, from 1976 to 1983, that's when they were putting this on. Now, Len Olay was responsible for early drawings and mechanical drawings and prototype work on the Model 1863 and deserves credit as the second founder of Sharps and its reintroduction into the modern era. Now, Shiloh produces two basic models of rifles, the uh, Sharps 1863, which is a percussion rifle, then the Sharps 1874, which is a black powder cartridge rifle. Both rifles are produced in several variants, such as single or double trigger, upgraded wood finish, and various other things. So, uh, various barrel lengths of these Sharps are round, rectangular, half round, and on and on. Now, rifles chambered in standard uh, factory rounds are warranted for shooting factory smokeless powder ammunition as well, such as the 3040 Craig, 3855, and 4570. Now, the Model 1863 does come in 50 caliber and 54 caliber. Now, while I was looking around their site, I came across an article which was pretty interesting, and it's a good piece of history and things that a lot of people may not know. So, you know, for the old hats out here, yeah, this is a rehash of stuff, but for some of the younger folks, it gave some good meaning to people, and it touched me, so I thought I'd pass it on. It's a glimpse into the history of the oldest shooting sport. Now, that was by a uh, Lucinda Bryan, and uh, I thought it was very well written, and I thought I'd pass it on. So Marcus Garvey stated that a people without the knowledge of their past history, origin, and culture is like a tree without roots, which is true. Now, in recording history, Billy Dixon was known for his incredible shot at adobe walls located in the Texas Panhandle. Now, at approximately 1,500 yards, Dixon, in June of 1874, with a sharp rifle, made what was probably 
the most famous long-range shot ever recorded for the time. Now, in the late 1800s, before baseball or football were national sports, target rifle matches were the most popular sporting events amongst society. On Sundays, men and women would dress up in their best attire and attend these long-range target matches. Now, in 1874, one of the most famous and oldest precision matches ever held was the first Creedmoor long-range match between the team from Ireland and the newly formed NRA team from America. The sport of long-range shooting was catching on in Great Britain, Scotland, and Ireland. In England, at the Wimbledon range, 800, 900, and 1,000-yard matches called the Elcho Shield took place so in 1873, the Irish team won the match and they immediately challenged the Americans to a long-range match to be held in the USA the following year. The Americans accepted and uh, they accepted the challenge and began to search for a place to build a rifle range for the upcoming match. So on Long Island in New York, there was an old worn-torn farm called Creed's Farm, named after the family who originally owned the place. The land was scraggly and foggy and resembled the moors of England and Scotland. Now, due to the resemblance, they began referring to, it, uh, to the old farm as Creed's Moor. Now, the name stuck, and the newly constructed range, complete with a railroad line out to the range, became known as the Creed Moor Shooting Range. So, in 1874, over 100,000 or 10,000 spectators, many of them Irish immigrants, attended the match at Creedmoor. Telegraph operators attending the match reported results of each shot fired. The Americans won the trophy, taking it away from the Ireland, but only because one Irish team fired a shot on the wrong target. As such, the win was considered a bit shallow, and so it went on. Now, a year later, the Americans traveled to Ireland to compete in a rematch. Now, it was said to have 30,000 spectators attending, and the matches were, they were all there rooting for the home team, but the Americans won again. They were shooting at a target that was 12 feet wide, 4-foot wings, and a 30-inch square. Now, this match was what started Palma shooting, which consists of 15 rounds per target, 800, 900, and 1,000 yards. In the late 1880s and 90s, the Palma match, along with the NRA, went dormant, dormant rather. Now, around 1901, both the NRA and the Palma shooting would, would make a comeback. Now, I've, they found an article in the uh, Harper's Weekly newspaper of uh, July 24, 1875, reporting, reporting that Colonel Gildersleeve of the American team and Lee of the Irish team were tied 19 to 19. It was the thousand yard match and if you would, if you made misses, you were made to retire in accordance with the rules stated. Any man who misses the target must withdraw. So Messrs. Bodine, Deccan and Coleman of the American team made misses. The tie between Gildersleeve and Lee was then to be shot off. They agreed that the shoot-off would be three shots apiece. After the first round of shots, they were still tied. They began to shoot off their second round of three shots, and Gildersleeve managed to score three bullseyes, worth a score of 12 points. Lee scored only 10. 
The American team won the match outright with a score of 39 against the Irish team's score of 38. The 100 Guinea Cup was presented by the London Dramatic News, was won by at, won at Dolly Mount on July 3rd by Colonel Gildersleeve of the American team. Over a century later, long-range matches using the same types of rifles as in the 1800s, the late 1800s, are being held around the world. Some competitors are still using original rifles passed down over the decades. The heritage of Creedmoor shooting, along with the pungent odor of black powder smoke wafting through the air, still lives on today. Uh, now, we hear those people at Shiloh are privileged to be part of this uh, great heritage and shooting sport. Now, it's important that we as shooters educate our new shooters to help this sport to continue to grow, so not to repeat history and the sport go dominant, dormant, rather. I thought that was pretty interesting to pass on. But anyway, if you've got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, feel free to contact me on Facebook at Gunsmoke Gunsmoke. Send us friend requests. Send us some pictures of what you're doing. Starting to get them. We've been getting them, but starting to see a lot of... You can, I can put faces to names, so to speak. Or drop us an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M, smoke, all lowercase, at yahoo.com. So until the next time, y'all take care.